Yo, Ramblin' Radio listeners, what is up, everybody? This is a disclaimer that the first 15 minutes of this podcast, the audio is fucked up, and I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what happened, but Audition just wasn't recording. Something got switched off with the Bluetooth. It messed it up, and it didn't save that first initial audio, and I don't know how to recover it. So first 15 minutes, in-camera audio, it's echoey, it sucks, I'm sorry, but then the, the audio for the mic, or my microphone pops on a little bit. Just letting you know, you can still listen to it, it's all good, enjoy the podcast, I'll talk to you soon. see this but it's looking pretty gnarly it's not too bad it's not nearly as bad as you know other people's but just for me it was, it was bad bad burn it's definitely second degree burn it's like blistering and oozing it's nasty how about that for an intro huh welcome back everybody welcome to another episode of Ramble radio episode number 89 it has been since march 12th since i uploaded a solo podcast and uh it's been a while it's like kind of forgot how to talk to you and myself at the same time um so yeah this is like a muscle you know that that's one of the biggest reasons why i got into podcasting um was to have some fun and be able to share a more um just be able to share more raw moments that I felt like I couldn't do in a YouTube video and also become a better speaker because man, you go back. I don't know if you've experienced this yet. If you are, if you've been on YouTube, you've filmed yourself talking before and you're like, Oh my God, that's how I talk. That's horrible. Uh, that's like, you know, you can't even hear what I'm saying. I'm so nasally blah, blah, blah. So, I, when I first started making YouTube videos, I would, I would listen to myself and I would just turn off the camera and put it away and be like, okay, I, I'm never doing that ever again. And then I'll pick the camera back up and start recording myself, et cetera, et cetera. And so when I go and look back at my old YouTube videos, I really, you can see the difference of the way I speak. I enunciate more clearly now. I'm still not fantastic and I, I've got, I'm like so ADD sometimes where I just forget what the whole point that I'm trying to make. And I do that all the time, but it's gotten so much better since I started. And I can definitely, um, I can, I can without a doubt say that I've improved because of podcasts. So it obviously works, but I haven't done this in like three months. Even even um, interviewing the past couple of guests, I'm like, I don't know how I'm doing. I don't know what to say. Um, it's definitely a muscle that you have to continue to flex over and over and over again. And that's really with anything. But anyways, uh, I miss I miss doing these. I really do. And I know you guys enjoy these solo episodes from what I've been told. So um, I'm excited to kick this thing off. What we're going to be going over today is really where I've been. And it sounds kind of boring, but I think you're really going to kind of learn 
some some golden nuggets along the way while I talk about you know what I've been working on uh, because I'm I'm going to be sharing some you know mistakes that I've made in business right for me to tell you that oh I nailed it perfectly all in one go blah 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 you know I'm awesome you know that's just a straight up lie and anybody you 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 all know this but nobody's life has it together nobody has all of their shit together. Um, but you've got platforms like Instagram that make it appear that way. And some of it's really good, some of it's really positive because it motivates you. And it's like, wow, I want to achieve and I want my life to be similar to that. Like I want to wake up at a certain time and have a morning routine and be productive. And you know, you watch these YouTubers and influencers and you gain that inspiration. But then there's the negative side because most people don't show the shortcomings, their mistakes, their downsides, you know, all that stuff. And um, I'm going to try to do that as best I can. And hopefully you'll you'll learn from that. So that's kind of the plan today. Going to keep it hopefully within about 40 minutes. I don't like to go too long. And before we, we really dive into it, I just want to make another shout out to Amos for being on the podcast. Um, if you guys have not listened to that episode, the most previous episode, um, it's fantastic. He went all in on NFTs and his story about XXX Tentacion um, and the photo that he created and how it became the third most popular Instagram photo and the mental health, how that suffered because of all this shit going on. And yet everybody thought he was just killing it. And he's like sitting at home like, <laughs> I feel so shitty right now. And nobody knew about it. This is a crazy story. So highly recommend go listen to that podcast. And if you haven't listened to my most previous or my most recent uh, solo episode, it's called Why Some Make It and Others Don't. Um, we had some incredible feedback on that episode. So go check that shit out. Uh, because I think that's, that's if you haven't listened to it, I think it's really going to impact you. I think that's one of our best episodes. Um, but I'm biased, of course. And the last thing that I'm going to say, I almost forgot, but I would love your honest opinion about this. But I made a poll last week about selling digital products. If you think that's something that's difficult to do, it's difficult to get into. And I think the biggest problem is that people don't really know, like, what product should I sell? I don't know what to sell. Um, I don't know what to create, et cetera, et cetera. So from that information, I thought, what if I created a workshop for you guys to help you come up with your first digital product, or if you've already launched a digital product and it, it was very unsuccessful or didn't meet your expectations, um, how to actually create a digital product that people would be into and how to get your first customers for that digital product. If that is something that you'd be interested in, it's going to be a paid workshop, but I'm going to make it super affordable, about maybe $20 to $30. So super affordable. I mean, that's, yeah, I don't think I can get, I'm not going to make anything cheaper than that for, for a paid workshop. Um, if that's something that you'd be interested in, we'd probably do a live Q&A afterwards where you can literally pick my brain. Um, and then we can dive deep, as deep as you need to or want to when it comes to digital selling digital products as a, as a creative. Um, if that's something that you'd be interested in, just let me know, because if no one's interested, I'm not gonna make it. But if you are, I'm trying to get a tally on how many people 
would be interested in something along those lines. So just reach out to me, send me a DM, be like, yo, Zach, I would love to be a part of that workshop. Let me know. Okay. That's pretty much it. Now let's get into the podcast. I, I, I've got some bullet points here, but I'm not going to, I'm probably going to veer off. Anyways, so where have I been? The past four months, really, I have been completely redoing the creator's blueprint. And this was a really big decision for me because the program's big, right? There's a lot of shit in there. Um, now it's all set up and, and laid out in a way that doesn't make it super overwhelming. And the way, the way we've structured it um, is a very, it's very clear step by step, but there's a lot of stuff. So if you're gonna redo an entire coaching program with video modules, with workbooks, with you know the whole you know the whole shebang, right? That is a huge investment of time, and time, as you know, is money. And so this was a big decision. Now, the reason why I wanted to redo the entire program is because of the main thing, and that was our members. So every single time I have launched this program, at the end of it, I ask for feedback, and we get feedback, and we get more feedback, and we get more feedback. And over time, I really figure out what creatives need versus what they want. I figure out what they loved, what they didn't love, figured out what they wanted in addition to what they didn't need as much. And I decided to press the brakes and create that, that ideal program. So there are zero doubts, there's zero question, there's zero anything, and that I know that this is going to get them where they need to go. So that was the inspiration behind it. That's, that was number one. Number two is I had holes in my business. Everybody has holes and you either see those holes or you don't see those holes. You either adapt or you don't adapt. You either turn those holes and weaknesses into strengths or you don't. Eight out of 10 businesses fail. That's a lot. And the reason why they fail is not because they weren't cut out for it. They weren't, you know, they didn't have a good product. They, you know, picked the wrong industry. It was too saturated. That's where, that's where most people go is, oh, they weren't smart enough. They weren't good enough. They didn't have a good product. They made wrong decisions, blah, blah, blah. And, and the incorrect part about those assumptions and statements and things like that is that they think once you make a decision, that's it, it's over. Oh, you screwed up, it's done. You know, If you've been listening to this podcast, it's not over. There's no such thing as the wrong decision because it turns into a mistake. It becomes what we all think is a failure, but it really is just a lesson to be learned. And then you have the decision to either change it, adapt, pivot, go in another direction, go around it, get through that obstacle in any way that you can, or you don't, and you quit. That is it. It's not that they had a shitty product because they can make the product better. 
you know, I use the, the, I use the example, uh, Kodak cakes, right? Kodak cakes were, I mean, they were producing a, a few million in revenue over, over the course of the year, which is in, you know, those types of businesses is just kind of, yeah, it's okay. Right. It's not like going anywhere crazy when you get into the, the, you know, eight, nine figures. Okay. Now we're talking about this is becoming a, a serious business. Right. But seven figures, especially with like a team and all these things, that's like, you know, you're kind of like on the fence, right? As soon as they put protein powder into their, their cake batter or their pancake batter, that's when they exploded, right? They had an opportunity. Oh, you know, sales are just kind of plateauing. They're not, you know, we're not creating that much, uh, in revenue here. We're not really going anywhere. Oh, I guess our business is a failure. No, you learn, you adapt, you figure out what, what else could we do? And the fitness industry was on the rise and everyone was looking for, um, protein packed foods, um, that they could consume to, to get their protein intake in, in the fitness industry. It's important to get protein. Um, and so as soon as they put that protein powder into their cake batter, they exploded. Okay. So this idea that these eight out of 10 businesses that fail were because they weren't smart enough, they weren't smart enough. They made the wrong decision is bullshit because you, as long as you keep going and you keep trying to solve the problem in front of you, you keep working on things, you're going to figure it out. You are going to figure it out. Um, that's why I just don't understand plan B, plan C, plan D. Like I just, maybe I'm not built different, but maybe I'm thinking different. I don't know, but I just, you know, I just know that there's just so many excuses as to why something doesn't work instead of just figuring out and, and solving it. And that is basically what I was dealing with is, is okay. We're kind of like puttering along here. What can I do to completely take me to exponential growth? And I took a, an objective point of view as best as I can on my business. And I saw, okay, this is an area of weakness. This is an area of weakness. This is an area of weakness. And so and this is what I teach in the careers blueprint because most people are looking to scale. They're looking to, um, run Facebook ads. That that's always the first thing. It's like, I, I gotta, uh, I gotta start running ads. That's like the very first thing when they have no systems, they've got no product path. They got no customer journey. They've got no team. They've got nothing in place. And yet their first thing is like, I got to produce sales. I got to, I got to get, I got to get leads here. I got to run Facebook ads, right? There's a time and a place for that, but you got to get things set up first. And so I was looking at what do I need to set up first here? And I've talked about this before. The, 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 the one question you can ask, you should be able to ask yourself is like, would I be able to handle a thousand customers if I sell a digital product, if they came into my universe, my little, my little zone, my bubble here, would I be able to handle that load? And if the answer is no, 
then there's a reason why you're not getting that type of volume because you have not set up things properly to handle that volume. Same thing with client work. You're probably a freelancer listening to this right now. What if you had 20 clients come in right now? Would you be able to handle that? Would you be able to give them all individually an unbelievable experience? Probably not. Maybe. Maybe some of you. And, and if you, the answer is yes, then you're probably kicking some ass right now. Okay. So I was looking at all these different areas and I'm like, whoa, I'm never going to get to the next or the level that I want to get to if I don't correct these right now. And so I decided let's pump the brakes and let's make the creator's blueprint. Let's take all this amazing feedback that we have. Let's turn this into an insane program where when someone comes through, they have an unbelievable transformation, they get the best results, and there are zero doubts, okay? That's number one. Number two is I had a bunch of freelancers and kind of, I wouldn't say random, but different people doing different things to support me in what I was doing. That's fine, and it's good, especially if you're a good leader, which earlier, I was not, and I've gotten so much better over the past couple of years. I decided to eliminate them and start from scratch. I literally decided to almost start a lot of things from complete scratch. And so instead of getting freelancers and outsourcing certain things, I decided to hire in-house. And so we're building in-house, building a culture, building an actual team that's going to support the vision of the business going forward for many years to come. And so in order to do that, we had to take 10 steps backward. I had to take 10 steps backward. And this is very difficult for people to do because when this happens, when things slow down, that's where mentally it can mess with you. For example, I wasn't actively selling. So cash flow is either staying the same or going down, right? That's hard to take. I wasn't actively posting on social media. So followers were going down. I was losing lots of followers because um, I wasn't really posting. I wasn't really active, you know, all those things. So that's another mental thing that you have to deal with. So this whole period from March up until finally, like maybe a few weeks ago, was very difficult mentally for me um, because I'm so used to going, going, going and pumping the brakes, being in stillness, sitting in my office that you see here and just sitting with my thoughts on, you know, what do I need to do here to make this an indestructible um business and model. And I'll get to that in a second. Um, so that I can really get to that next level. And so when I talk, when I've talked about high seasons and low seasons, a high season is when you're actively selling, you're actively promoting, you're actively working with clients, you're actively growing your social channels, you're actively growing this, that, etc. Your low season is either you just being in a mental funk and 
you trying to figure something out or you pumping the brakes, taking some steps backward like I did, whatever that low season looks like for you, maybe you're just not in alignment with what you're doing and you're like trying to switch a totally different career, uh, career path. That would be a fucking low season, right? And so having to experience that when all your peers are on their high season, this is where the comparisonitis comes into play and really fucks with you. And it never goes away. None of these things never go away. I was telling this to um, our members last week. These feelings, these problems that you experience, right? Like you think your problems, like let's say you're struggling to pay your bills. You're struggling to pay your groceries right now. That feeling, that sick, knife-twisting feeling, right, is never going to go away. But as you grow, your problem is not paying for groceries anymore. It's paying employees. Like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta pay my employee. Well, what if you're, what if business isn't, what if, what if you've plateaued, right? Yeah, of course you can pay your bills and whatnot. You pay your rent and all these things, but oh, sh- no, we gotta, we gotta increase our cash flow because right now we're on a downward trajectory. You get what I mean, right? Problems change. The feelings about those problems don't change and they will never go away. Um, but as you, you know, you level up and you gain more experience, you're able to handle them better, but those feelings, they don't go away. And that's kind of that misconception that I had like, Oh, once I get to this level, then I'll feel this way. And that is unfortunately not the way it works, which I've learned shit. So hopefully that makes some sense. I don't know if I'm explaining this very well. I apologize. I'm a little rusty at some of this stuff. Another thing that I wanted to correct was my model for doing things. So some of the questions that I get is like, how do you know what to put out if it's a digital product or, or even with, with client work, right? If you're trying to build a video agency, you have to pick a model that works for you. And if you are, let's say, let's say from a digital product standpoint, you start consulting or coaching or, 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 or have some type of digital product, etc. Let's say public speaking does not light you up at all. Not that you're scared to do it, but it just like doesn't interest you. Like, nah, it just doesn't, that just public speaking just does not light you up. Does it make sense to come up with stuff where you're going to be public speaking all the time? No, you have to pick the model that works for you, that lights you up. And so coming up with that product or that service, even with the, within some type of agency and whatnot, you have to come up with a model that's going to light you up the most and put you in that zone of genius where you feel energized about it and you don't dread it, right? So I had to look at, okay, is the way I'm selling the creator's blueprint, is the way I'm building this thing, does this work for me and what I'm trying to do? And the reason why I'm even telling you this is because I get the question a lot as to, you know, how do I right, how do I create that digital product that I know is going to do well, but then I also like to do it, right? And these are some of the things that I would cover in the in this in this workshop that I'm thinking about coming out with. Um, but what I can tell you right now is 
a lot of that does come down to just doing it and seeing if you like it, which is such an unsexy answer. So like if you want to come out with a your own workshop about color grading, don't feel like you have to get it right on the first time. Come out with that product. You'll figure out, oh, I actually don't really like teaching this or I don't like this format that I'm choosing. I don't like this workshop thing. I would rather do a course or I'd rather just turn this into like a dope template and create really dope templates for creatives or, or business owners or whatever. Right. But now you at least have it and you can continue to sell it. You can make it a part of another product that you have. What you've done is you've just created an asset for yourself that you can use to leverage to make more money. So the fact that people are like, Oh, you know, I don't want to put this out because what if it's the not not the right thing? It doesn't matter because it's always it's going to help you either way. It's it's going to become an asset for you. It, you're going to be able to use it with other things. That do, it does not mean that all you're going to do is like create color grading workshops and that's it. You can always change. You can change anything that you want. That's the beauty of all of this, right? Kind of what what I talked about earlier, like. If shit ain't working, change it. There's no right answer. I can like, for example, the creator's blueprint. It's a, it's a, it's a $2,000 investment, right? But we got payment plans and all that shit. I could turn that into an elite level inner group coaching program, which I might, I don't know. I could turn it into a membership and say, fuck it. It's $197 a month. That's it. Take it or leave it. I could turn it, I can turn it into whatever the hell I want to turn it into. That's the beauty with all of this is you can do something, you can change it, you can adapt, you can pivot, do whatever the hell you want to do. But the key is you do want some consistency. You do want some consistency. And so to wrap kind of all of this up together is when you do put something out, when you do try to build an, uh, that production company, when you do try to put out that digital product, if it doesn't work, it doesn't mean to stop, okay? It means to change some things, excuse me, it means to change some things to make it better, but you should continue to put it out again and again and again. doesn't mean you need to market it the same. Maybe you didn't market it the right way. Maybe you didn't reach the right people. It's not about like the product itself could be just simply the way you position it to other people, but you continue to put it out again and again and again. If I, if I, if I decided to not put the creator's blueprint out because I didn't have a good launch one time, then there would be a hundred other creatives that wouldn't have gone through the program because I decided to not put it out or I wouldn't have had that my biggest launch in, you know, two launches, uh, from now, right? You have to continue putting these things out and continue to refine it and improve it. And over time, it's good. You're going to look back and be like, Oh shit. Wow. I've built something incredible here but it's a process, right? You're not going to just, you're not going to launch something you're not, for client work. For example, you're not going to have a $500 client and your next client be a $30,000 client. 
it's probably not going to work out like that. I'm not going to say it's not possible. I'm not, I'm not going to limit you. But the likelihood of that happening is is small. You got to you got to get your $1000 client, then your $3000 client, then your $5000 client, then your $10000 client, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it happens in stages, but you keep putting it out there over and over and over and over again. And you keep making it better. That's the that's 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 all you can do. So I guess the the point that I'm trying to make here is you, you can't just be like, "Oh, I made the wrong decision." It's over. <laughs> you know, you can't listen to the noise and be like, oh, I made the wrong decision here. Oh, this isn't looking good. Oh, I'm not gaining traction. Oh, I'm not getting views on my YouTube channel. I'm not making any sales. I'm not getting any clients. And just stop because you're not, you think you're not cut out for it. Or, you know, it doesn't magically click, is what I'm trying to say. You got to continue to do it again. And again, and again, and again, and you make these little refinements, you make these little adjustments, right? You know, back to the digital product example, you know, you put out a course, it falls flat, put out, then you, then you turn it into a membership and it just fucking fires. It just kicks off, right? You make these little adjustments. You don't know what could happen. Just the smallest little change could make the biggest impact. And so if you take anything away from this little solo episode, that would be it is that what I'm doing is I'm just, I'm launching the creator's blueprint again and again and again and again, making it better, 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 promoting it better, promoting it better, better, better. Um, until I look back and be like, wow, that's amazing. Right. And I posted about Drake. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, I made a, a little real, TikTok uh, about Drake's success story. I mean, you want to talk about a high level of success. Drake won the um, uh, Billboard Artist of the Decade. And he said throughout the whole time, he didn't know what he was doing was right. He was second guessing himself. He had self-doubt. And so for someone at his level, have that amount of uncertainty. And most people... That's the first thing they shy away from is uncertainty. And yet he has some of the most uncertainty of, of, of all. It's just, it's, it's such a, it just puts things into perspective. So when you hear somebody like him at that level, have that amount of uncertainty, maybe we should listen to that and be like, huh, maybe we should go towards uncertainty. Maybe uncertainty is the right path and certainty is not. But he, I mean, watch watch the video. There's so much doubt. And then, you know, once you do get that level of success, you know, it, it kept him up at night. He would, you know, freak out with the fear of, of losing it all. You know, it's just, it, it never stops. Um, and that's why working on mindset is so important. And that's why I go so hard on it. And strangely enough, you know, especially in the creative industries, it's still not being taught as much as it should. The things that are being taught are the strategies. But if you don't have the mindset in place, those strategies aren't going to mean shit. Okay. So just to recap everything, you know, I took time. I, I looked at my business objectively. I found the holes and 
the past four months, I plugged those holes. I made my program something incredible from the feedback and I'll do it again, not for the next few years, but there will be updates because guess what? You learn, you get better, you, you, you know, you improve. And this is, this will happen to you when you start putting out your digital products and things. You're going to get a, you're going to get better as a creative. You're going to get better as a business owner. You're going to get better overall. And so your content's going to get better. Your, your products are going to get better. You're going to want to make them better. But let me tell you, you have to have some system, something set in place before you go ahead and do what I just did, because it took me three months, four months, four plus months of creating one single product. And so I tell people, stop spending four, five. And that, that was four months of a product that I've been working on for the past two years, right? Imagine if that was something completely from scratch, add another three months to that, right? Especially if it's a bigger, you know, program. And so most people are spending months making this product that they don't even know if people are going to buy. It turns into this big waste of time. And the reason why I've done it is because I've proven it. People have bought it. People get impacted by it. And it's something that continues to impact them forever. Then the team hired. We, we just hired a new member, uh, which is super exciting. We're starting the onboard or we've already started the onboarding process um, and getting them acclimated to what the vision is and what, what, what the mission is. Right. And then also finding that right model so that I can continue producing at a high level and I don't get burnt out and we can, can, and we can continue to, to scale. So those are the things that I have worked on. Um, and I hope that doesn't overwhelm you. You know, if you're, if this is something that you're just kind of getting started with, this is why I also want to come out with this workshop because it's going to simplify everything for you. As a creative, there's this pressure. Maybe you see what I'm doing. Maybe you see what other people are doing. You're like, whoa, that's a lot of work. It doesn't need to be like that. It doesn't. I decided to turn this into a full-time career. So anything that's a full-time career or a full-blown business is a lot of work. You, If you're trying to grow an agency... That's a lot of work with maybe digital products on the side. That agency is a lot of work. Digital products, it could be a very simplified process. Maybe you just want it to be just an income stream that generates a few grand a year or a few extra grand a month. Call it a day. That's something totally different. Anyways, that's all I'm going to say here. We're going to we're going to wrap this up in a pretty bow. I'm going to sign off. Last couple reminders, let me know about the workshop. If that's something that you want to be a part of, send me a DM. And if you have a question for me about anything, relationships, business, life, anything that you want answered on this podcast, just send me a text at 847-383-7661 with the hashtag podcast, and we will feature it, feature you and your question. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Many more to come. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.